When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. White gum shield really is demented, isn't it? Isn't it? It's been a good week for Celtic, and that's what we're here to talk about on this week's episode of 20 Minute Tim. Before we get into this week's episode, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims is where you can support us for extra videos, extra podcasts, extra writing. There's a link in the bio. Support the podcast, get yourself some tasty extra content, and help us out. Stephen. What's happening? Melly. Yes. It's, it, look, it's been a good week for Celtic. We've, yeah. had, we've had a tumultuous old time of it. And, you know, things have thrown us, some poor results, some poor performances, the transfer window's thrown us, but I think we are truly at a time now where we can just draw a line underneath it, look forward to the last remaining, what, 13 league games of the season and some odd cup games potentially if we do well, so we've got, everyone's a cup final really until now and the end of the season. I can't possibly interest you in any more transfer window chat. <laughs> nah. Just before we before we move on, last, going once, going twice, okay, it's done. What was the, the, what was the name of Michael Jackson's ill-fated last concert oh uh, I can't remember history or something no, like that no was it, that the album it was This Is It oh yeah that's and right yeah. taking inspiration from that that is how <laughs> I'm approaching the rest of the season no more transfer window talk This Is It uh, are we going to die before the end like <laughs> no <laughs> poor Mike Mark Melly good week for Celtic it's been a good week hasn't it the Hibs game the performance wasn't the, the best but getting that victory snatching the victory really was good and we've got a penalty taker now mm. and the game at the weekend it's amazing how excited we can get oh, about a guy who takes, can just mate. take penalties in it. all it takes and the game at the weekend was more like the Celtic I think we're going to see for the rest mm. of the season I'm not expecting swashbuckling football because we've barely seen that all season but if Celtic can perform those routine wins 2-0 away to St Mirren. They've only been beat by Celtic Rangers in the last few months. They are a decent team. Caused Celtic a couple of problems, but Celtic sort of got the job done and that's what I want to see more of. Not this sort of Hibs game where it could go anyway. I think, Stephen, there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks, especially us on this podcast. We've hammered the players, we've hammered the manager, we've hammered the recruitment. But at the end of the day, we're not really losing an awful lot of football games. And, and this week... The, the wins weren't pretty, but as Melly said, I just think for the rest of the season, forget that. I, I'm not going to necessarily criticise the squad anymore for not winning pretty. I just want them to win. No, I think that's where we are, isn't it? I yeah, think yeah. We're, we're in this position now. We've spent a lot of the season, and I know, Jamie, you've said several times that teams don't tend to just click out of nowhere, mm. don't just hit their straps and just start blowing teams away. When, I think that becomes increasingly unlikely as you get to the, 
the business end of the season and all that. So I think this is where we are. I think we have to accept that Celtic are having one of those seasons. I don't quite know what those seasons means, but it's, it's not it's not going to be a classic, I don't think. that Well, that may be determined on whether we win the league or not and win potentially a, a League and Cup double. But I think it's vitally important that we just get games won. Now, I have said in the past that I get concerned with the level of performance when it it looks like it indicates that we might drop points coming up mm-hmm. soon. I think there were signs of that in the Hibs game. I thought that we went to pieces for a little while in the second half and got that winner. And again, a win's a winner and all that. But we said very recently that there's a difference between dropping points out of nowhere and dropping points when you can see it coming yeah. a mile off. And I thought the Aberdeen game and the Hibs game in quick succession were quite alarming in the way that Celtic kind of fell apart in the second half. Despite the fact a draw and a, a win out of it, it's not, it's not the end of the world. But I thought the St Mirren game went some way to slightly allaying those fears. I think the St Mirren game was a really good win because there's no getting away from it. Going into that, it was a tricky tie. Yeah. It was it was three really quite tough away games in a row that we were facing. St Mirren probably being you know, one of the trickiest ones because they were in really good form at the time. So it was a really good win to get. So I can't really have any complaints there. The Hibs game was a wee bit, a wee bit hairy at times, mm. a wee bit alarming and... Hibs were getting loads and loads of chances, but overall can't really complain with the standard this week. In uh, in a week where pretty much from the start of the Hibs game when Alistair Johnston went off for Celtic to have <laughs> two games with Anthony Ralston, Liam Scales, Stephen Welsh and Burnaby as their back four and to come out with those games with two wins and only concede one goal is pretty incredible. And that's when you look to it and go... Is Brendan Rodgers actually doing a good job here? Because what he's working with is really poor and those two games needed to be won and he made changes to win them. He brought on Kyogo and went the two up top against Hibs and Kyogo wins the penalty and then the game at the weekend they thought I'm going to stick with this and changed it up when it's not really been working for Celtic and Celtic went for it and looked much better at the weekend. Everything about it, the pitch was terrible but... The all-round play was decent for what it is. I think that's something that I've sort of tried but failed to recognise, Stephen, over over the, the last couple of months of the season when I've been sort of hammering the players for the performance and hammering the manager for his performances. When, when you look at the squad that Brendan Rodgers is working with just now, it is... look the, the, the players are trying their hardest. They're absolutely trying their heart out. The players out there... There's very few complaints I can throw at individual performances a lot of the time for the players. I, one or two players we've picked out like Palmer or Burnaby or these guys that are or a bit... Abada. Or Abada, yeah. <laughs> Good he, grief. <laughs> he was really, really bad. There's a few individuals where you think, right, they've not really been at the races and they need to buck up their ideas a wee bit. But that that doesn't take away from the fact that it's an extremely limited team. And I can only judge that based on, for talking sake, take that back for that played against Hibs. Since Anthony Ralston made his Celtic debut, we've signed eight right backs. So really, that t- eight? eight that tells you how much faith previous managers have had in Anthony Ralston to to be a, a first choice right back for Celtic. He's fine, but we've signed eight since Stephen Welsh made his debut. We've signed eight centre halves since Liam Scales was bought. Liam Scales didn't play a minute under Ange last year. No, he was he centre- hasn't played a minute at centre half since. This season the, So he obviously We've signed centre halves Ahead of him We've tried to replace Burnaby for the last Two windows And the guy's just In the door So when you look At the circumstances At how these Individual players Arrive in the Celtic squad You're thinking to yourself, Brendan Rodgers Is not working with He's not working with Tried and tra- tested Celtic players That other managers have Then you have to Factor in things like Hatati get injured A massive player for us Came a couple of weeks Struggled to, to get in At the side Got injured Goes away Came back for a few games for Celtic 
looked okay, and then he goes to the uh, the Asia Cup, and, and now he's injured. Cameron Carter-Vickers in and out the side as well. So there's there's mitigating circumstances to use a, a Neil yeah. Lennon phrase here that that maybe that I wasn't given due consideration to when you when you look across the squad, and I think. Is Brendan Rodgers doing a good job? That's that very, very difficult to say. But what I will say is he's working with a more limited Celtic squad at the moment than I can remember really any manager working with in recent times. Like A lot of people say he needs to get more out of these players. He needs to get more. He needs to get more. Well, there's, there's no proof for me that there is any more to get out of some <laughs> no. of these players. I, I can completely understand if Anthony Ralston was first pick for Ange he did just, well under Ange, but then he, he fell off a wee bit again last season. He, mm -hmm. he had an extraordinary first season under Ange. Well, he did have a good yeah. first season after Ange. We named a we we named an award after sure him. But did. there's no getting yeah. away from the fact that Ange then went on and signed two other right backs. He hasn't won it since, right enough. No. That's, that's our Anthony Ralston Award for unexpected excellence that we've given out at our end of season live show the last mm. couple of years. He won the first one, but then he won the second. No, one, I wonder so. who's going to win it this year. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a nail done. But the, the point I was making is. There's none of these guys who are extraordinary and they've come under Brendan and they're absolutely terrible. So I think he's he's working with an extremely limited, low-quality Celtic squad at the moment. I think I just need to recognise that. And when I want to recognise that, what I'm saying is, we're not going to get these performances. But they're, they're just not going to come. The players are not there to do it. Yeah, I, we don't really talk about these things in advance when we come to record the podcast. We don't really sit down and map out like a narrative that we're going to follow. Mm. But it's weird that sometimes we come to the come to this room and, and we're, we've all got very similar feelings about what's been happening. And I, I've had a similar kind of road to Damascus moment this week <laughs> as well about where I've, I've basically started to do like a whole 180 on my feelings about this season and where it's gone. And I opened this podcast by saying, like, this is kind of where we are now. I think it was probably, in the fullness of time, it was probably wrong of us to assume that, well, we've been saying it all season, Brendan Rodgers was handed a treble winning team. Yeah, he was. He was, right? That's factually accurate. But I think like we, we just assumed that it was just a case of Andrew's driving this massive juggernaut mm. full speed, right? And all, he, he just dropped it, ta-ta, and farewell. And he drops it beside <laughs> and Brendan Rodgers just grabs the steering wheel and we just keep on going. But then we're, we're driving along that same road and he started to notice fuel's a bit low. We'll talk about ups and tyre pressure's a bit funny here. I right? will keep on going. So I, I think there were problems that were probably covered up by the incredible job that Andrew was doing, basically running this bullshit nonsense behind the scenes from yeah. top to bottom of this club. And as soon as he left, all the problems became exposed. And we've just expected the Brendan Rodgers to come in and big time it because he's a big name manager. How many, how many guys played? Was it O'Reilly, Kyogo and Cal McGregor? And then you've got Joe Hart. Is that about it? Basically the stalwarts of Ange's team that started against it, man? Yeah, and even the on that as well so you're losing quality there and then you go right okay must have brought in a lot of players no there was only mm -hmm. two guys that we've out of the 11 players we've signed this season that started at the weekend and then like you say guys like Liam Scales are playing every week didn't play a minute under Ange Mikey Johnson's made loads of appearances David Turnbull's made appearances Forrest barely played last season and all these guys are making appearances for Celtic when they were just completely out of the picture even Burnaby didn't play uh, pretty much at all last season and this season up until there was nobody there but you kind of hoped last season when Celtic were flying high that right we've got this sorted we're, we're, we know what we're doing we're signing players before we're even selling players hopefully this is this new look Celtic and then Ange goes and you think right we've brought in a good manager it should all continue 
But now, with the fullness of time, as Stephen's saying, we just know it was all Ange. It was all Ange. Yeah. And behind the scenes is just as bad as it was in the COVID season. We've not really learned any lessons. We're not progressing. We're not doing anything right. And even from the summer, we learned absolutely nothing mm. because the January window showed us that. And that's why we've, we've arrived where we are today. And I think that's why these two victories are good that they lead us into the Kilmarnock game. So Celtic returning back to Celtic Park. And I think the fans will get behind mm. the players and go, right, this is it. These guys are doing the best they can. Some of them aren't up to it, but this is what we've got to work with. Uh, so see, just to round off what, what I was trying to get at there with what Brendan Rodgers... Yeah, well, no, no, I'm done with that. But, <laughs> but when Brendan Rodgers took over, we all just assumed it was just a case of keep on going with this yeah. team. Why, why bother changing anything? Just keep on going. It's treble winners. I would actually go as far to say now that... Ange was doing such a good job of basically running the, the the ship from top to bottom, being his own director of football, being his own go-between, working his own agents and all that, doing his own recruitment and bringing all that to... An incredibly impressive job where I, I actually would go as far to say that Brendan Rodgers has taken over, yes, factually accurate as a treble winning team, but a team that's heading towards the kind of end of its cycle. See, when I think to... You look across the list of players... And see, when I think about the players that are going to be leaving this summer, it's a massive list. Yeah. Mm. So it's getting to that point where, remember when Ange took over, he basically had to build an entire team because yeah. Scott Brown had retired. There were loads of lo pointless loan players yeah. littering the place. There were loads of players out of contract and they all left. And we had to basically just build a team. We didn't have a goalie. No, that's, that's right. So it's going to be very similar this summer. I think, I think it's going to be a huge summer because the amount of players that are leaving... I think decisions are going to need to be made on some players that have been here two and three years where we're still looking upon them as ah, they can come in and do a job such as see your O's your mm. O's your Iwatas your Yangs and all that your decisions Kobe are going to, yeah, your Kobe Ashes <laughs> a decision definitely made on him but you might we might be looking at a massive overhaul again this summer and that these things can kind of come out of nowhere and I think it maybe has for us this season we've been concentrating so much on the fact that Brendan Rodgers is a massively successful manager coming back to the club so what can possibly go wrong but meanwhile the things have just started to creak a wee bit and we're probably getting towards the end of a, a cycle of this team and it re rebuilt again I think it's fair to say that he took over a, a, a treble winning club but he didn't take over a treble winning team Oh yeah, because that, this team today looks almost entirely different to the, yeah. the one that was competing last season and I think for me what, what sort of alarmed me a wee bit is there's this talk of disquiet that's crept in and there's a bit of sort of apathy and you know I'm not saying it's the, the Celtic support but there's been a bit of like, oh, it's just ah, this is it. We'll never win in this league now. Stuff, and I don't, I don't think like that. I don't. This league is not over by a long shot. It's no. certainly not over, and I don't think seeing Brendan Rodgers' reaction the other week and the, some of the comments he's made in the press, he certainly doesn't think it's over. I don't think there's any apathy within the Celtic squad, and I think it, it's easy to watch this and think, right, what we're watching isn't good enough. Ergo, everyone in the club's chucked it. Ergo, the, the season is a feta complain Rangers are just going to march to the title. Absolutely no chance because Brendan Rodgers is, you know, he's working at the the the, the level that he's probably always worked at just with inferior talent. And he's got <laughs> it. And he's, it's just a fact. Yeah. It's just an absolute fact. And he's, he's dragging this team up and he's trying his best. And every charge that you level at Brendan Rodgers the the charges that I've heard are he, he who which players has he improved he, he he's right okay well he's he's improved skills that that and, and he's improved Matt O'Reilly for me and everyone else that was playing under and just like Cal McGregor and CCV they're all pretty much playing with Greg Taylor they're all more or less where they were give or take the 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 one shame like is Kyogo he's obviously not as good as he was last season 
So, so there's a question there, but I don't think that this he doesn't he's he stopped improving players. I don't really think that's the case with Brendan Rodgers. I think on that, I just don't. I don't think it's as simple as just choosing to improve players. You need to you need to have the right environment, the if right circumstances. Yeah, yeah. So you need to have the right circumstances, and I'm not, I'm desperately trying not to make excuses for how Celtic have been this season. But there are reasons that things have never really got going. We've already mentioned the level of injuries that we've had. Like, how can you play? How can you be expected to play full flown? Amazing swashbuckling Celtic with neither of your first choice fullbacks, one of your first choice centre halves, your other centre half has been a, a default that's come out mm -hmm. of absolutely nowhere in Liam Scales. And yeah, you could say that Brendan Rodgers has improved Liam Scales, but he was as surprised as anyone that Liam Scales mm -hmm. has turned up this season. He, he said that. So it's all I, just sort uh, of happened. However, he didn't not take credit for it. He did, no, he did say, no. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed how good yeah, he is, and it's true. all down to me. But, but Hatati's <laughs> been injured, Cameron Carter, because there's been a lot, Abada, who, you know, I'm not going to get into this, the various complicated mm. issues surrounding Abada just now, but that has been another problem that we could have done without. Can I not, can I not encourage you to get into it? I know we don't yeah. know, I know, I know Abada's not said a word yeah. on, on anything ever, but can I not encourage you to just wildly speculate on Yeah, are you asking me, do I feel qualified to get into the mindset of what Leal Abada is experiencing at the moment. I speculate yeah. on Abada for us. It gives an opinion based on absolutely nothing so yeah, far. And, and really glibly and ignorantly connect it directly to football. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Should yeah. I do that? Charge on. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll cut here. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just in a, a purely football sense, it has been a problem because he was a major part of, of Angie's team mm. and it just hasn't happened for him recently at all. He has fallen off a cliff and uh, I heard Totally Football were talking about and just Spurs team and Brennan Johnson got a last minute winner at the weekend there and it was because the winger had taken up a position at the back post to follow in a chance that it was so important to Angie they were they were identifying that on the podcast I listened to and they, they specifically mentioned Celtic as somewhere where he sort of established that that mode Abada was a big part of that and now he's not so all of these things have happened this season and in my opinion it has led greatly to Celtic never really hitting full flow the Disasters of the transfer windows aside, that you know, that that's that's a, an elephant in the room that I can't be bothered talking about anymore. But I think that I think Brendan Rodgers' reaction after the Hibs game is probably what's this is how easily influenced I am. That's probably what spurred me to think, sort of try and rethink this season a wee bit because I do believe he's he's kind of fighting for for Celtic's immediate future here. I do believe he's fighting for this league. So I, I'm I'm trying to kind of rethink what I've what I've considered this season I don't mm. think that I don't think everyone's just backstabbing each other behind <laughs> the scenes and all that it's all this like political turmoil that's going on behind the scenes I think everyone in their own largely cack-handed way is trying to win this league what I did take issue with not not issue with it that's too strong a term but it's when Neil Lennon and Brendan Rodgers are yucking it up after the mm. St Mirren game about how oh, Glasgow's just mental, isn't it? Oh, the expectations here are just unrealistic. I mean, we've won trebles. Right, can we stop doing this though? Because yes. the reason people are pissed off is because we've chucked away a lead in the title mm. race. That's why people are annoyed. And they're annoyed about the complete ineptitude behind the scenes that has led to no transfers coming in. That's why everyone's annoyed. They're not annoyed that we're not going to steamroll to another treble because we won, won seven years ago. So everyone stop pretending that we're all crazy. And yeah, all that. it's a weird situation, that, isn't it, Melly? When you go, this is terrible. We've blown a lead in the league. The signings in, in January and the signings, well, well, yet to see January, but the signings in the summer were all a disaster and we're not playing particularly well. Someone's defence of that is, we won four trebles in a row a couple of years <laughs> yeah. ago. Like, oh, okay, right, good for you. And this is where the complacency comes in because if you're going to keep going back to that and saying, Aye, but you've won at 11 out of 12. Aye, 
but we missed one there. So again, if we miss out on this one as well, it becomes you're losing leagues. You're losing mm. leagues and it shouldn't be happening because Celtic have had good squads and they don't they don't strengthen and go on beyond that. We see it all the time with Celtic. It's kind of a two-year cycle. Oh, we've got a good team. Sell, sell, sell. Bring in inferior players and then we start to... The gap shortens and then Rangers mm. get in. Maybe nick a league, nick a cup of that. This is what we want. We're sitting here go asking things for Celtic where we've got money in the bank. We've got everything there to do it, but we're choosing not to do it. But with this right now, we'll just have to push on now and yeah. win, win yeah, these yeah. games. And when you look at the the defence, I wouldn't wish that upon many other teams in Scotland. Like if it, uh, most of these players were playing. <laughs> I just imagine these players listening to this. Yeah. It's sort of such, backhand, it's such backhanded compliments. It's, Liam Scales, you're trying your heart out, but I would not wish you on anyone. So. <laughs> no, no, it's not, not, I wouldn't wish Liam Scales on that. It's that, that back four. Mm. It's, it's no fair on each individual player in there because if it was Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Navrotsky and Taylor Ralston's fine in there but yeah. then when you take the other three out and you go oh wait and Navrotsky's not been great but it was Starfelt before uh, but apart from that it's guys like other guys have stepped up since January I think Joe Hart's been good and yes. even guys that we've been slating recently but Palma was good at the weekend and this is what you get from a good game and a poor game we just need to be a bit more consistent saying even Burnaby's been good in the last two games so Celtic are starting to get something from these players well Cal McGregor was great at the weekend so we need our big players to turn up but we also need the other guys to put in a shift and it's kind of what we're getting now but if you keep going on about aye but we've won 11 out of 12 games or whatever aye but within that you can just look at the results and go oh there's 11 wins out of 12 but the performances haven't been there and that is what we always talk about that's what Ange we always talked about with Ange is we're not getting the results, but I can see what we're trying to do. And it's been the opposite this season. We were getting results and the performances are poor. Now we need to just churn out results. It doesn't matter how we get them because yeah. it's at this business end of the season. And Cup finals? Are we talking yeah. every game's a cup final? Well, yeah, well, you get to this point now and you're like, right, February. And then we were looking at the fixtures there. And before you know it, you're into March. And then you've got the split and you're like... 12 games left of the season in the league is not a lot of games and for just to say to Celtic win 11 of them and you're the champions just to see easily what done. you've just done yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, basically, just basically do what you've just done it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. 
until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up, fellas? Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, the all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. Designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like a heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS. That's code T-I-M-S for 20% off and free shipping. Let's talk about the hero of Valentine's Day, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This electric trimmer features skin-safe technology guarding your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. It also comes with the brightest LED spotlight ever. It's brighter than your best romantic smile. Perfect for precise grooming even in the tricky spots oh it's stunning quality waterproof too making shower shaves a breeze and for the bearded kings manscape brings you the beard hedger pro kit designed to shape your scruff effortlessly it sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles giving you that suave look for your romantic moments seamlessly handling even thicker beards is the perfect tool for a polished date ready appearance get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS T-I-M-S at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code TIMS because your grooming upgrade awaits ready to charm your valentine's dates I think it's worth talking about some of it. We said we've had a good week and it's worth, you know, we come on this podcast even and we have a grumble from time to time. But Melly said Joe Hart there, he's been really good the last couple yeah. of some, some big saves. Yeah, some especially saves. the one in particular against Shinny at Aberdeen and then another big one against Gogic who became Van Basten. Was he on Crystal Meth? madman. <laughs> I just turned into Cristiano Ronaldo at absolutely nowhere. Gogic, he hit the bar and then had a spectacular overhead kick attempt in the space of... Oh, the same half, wasn't it? Incredible. Man possessed. In what feels like what must be his 250th appearance against Celtic. It feels as if we play against Gogic every week. I know. (laughs) So he's played for Hamilton, Hibs, St. Mirren, Yeah, Yeah, St. Mirren, Hibs, of course. That's the other one, yeah. So Hart was, was huge in that. And he is... Been there was there was other moments against Aberdeen as well where he, he made commanding saves and it turns out some of them were offside anyway. This mm. is this was a couple of weeks ago, of course, but it's still big moments yeah. that he's coming up with. And I, I remarked on the the reaction podcast that we did to the St Mirren game. You and I were on it, Jamie. That I said that I think we've maybe become guilty of just looking past Joe Hart now for obvious reasons because he's been here a long time and we all just assume that he's going to go in the summer. It's almost inevitable that he's going to go this summer. And that'll be a, a major signing that's going to need to come in and replace him. So I think there's been so much speculation about his... Well, it's not even speculation. We basically know he's going to go at the end of the season, but there's been so much of that. Aye, that Celtic are sitting there with yeah, a five-year deal. A five-year <laughs> <contract>. <laughs> so I, th- I think that's happened so much that we've basically just started 
moving on from him and mm. we don't necessarily notice when he is coming up with big moments and he has is he had problems this season yes Aye. but that's because it's nothing new we've been talking about this for at least a season now but he's getting old and starting to kind of creak a wee bit but he's still a very capable shot stopper yeah. when it matters for Celtic he makes he makes things look a wee bit laboured sometimes coming off his line or coming for crosses but I think he's looked a lot more commanding in the last couple of games and it's it's guys like that that you need around and it's a it's a bit of a cliche and all that, but I hate using terms like he's been there and done that, but it actually applies to Joe Hart. He's been here, he's not only for Celtic, but at the very highest level imaginable. He has been through title mm-hmm. races and he's a guy who appears at the least to be stepping up when it absolutely matters. That's that's the thing with Joe Hart, isn't it? When he came in, he was the perfect goalie for Celtic at that time yeah. because of the leadership and all that, all the stuff he brought with that. But when you look at guys like him, Callum McGregor, Maybe Matt O'Reilly now and Carter Vickers. It's just like, if things are going wrong within the game for Celtic, these guys will just go, it's all right, we can Mm. sort it. But littered around these guys are... And I think that's the big problem with Celtic right now is everything's short term, isn't it? Joe Hart will be away. Liam Scales has been thrown in. Burnaby's not good enough. We've tried to replace him numerous times, but he's in there playing because there's literally no one else. Ralston, Welsh, all these guys. Like, Welsh is maybe a fourth choice centre-half and that, yet he's starting for Celtic. Mm. And that's just the defence. <laughs> yeah. And you can apply that further on as well. So everything at Celtic short term, Ida's on loan, Bernardo's on loan. So we're looking at Celtic going, right, we need these guys just to get us over the mm-hmm. line here. But I know it's a long time away, but once we get to the end of the season, it's another, oh, we need to sign players. So we need to go from not being able to sign players for the last three windows to all of a sudden signing five or six first I, I think, players. I think what we need to do is, Get through these games. Yeah, right. We it. need to trust a manager who can get the best and find a system for the players. He's no chucked it. You can tell he's no chucked it. No. You can tell by his reaction. You can tell by his change of selection, change of formation. The manager's here and he wants to win these games. And Brendan Rodgers is a winner. He's not. He's not a passive guy that's just happy to watch this. He didn't come to Celtic and get dealt this hand and go. Oh well, I'm, I'll, I'll no win this league then. No, he's he's, <laughs> he's going okay, right? It's, it's going to be. Oh a well, bit. we won trebles years yeah. ago, so may as well chuck this one. Brendan Rodgers looking at this, going okay. Well, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a slightly bigger job in my hands than I thought I might have when I arrived at Celtic. But he's he's still fully focused on winning the league, and I I, I still I think we're probably going to. I still think we're going to win the league based on. But having a better manager based on having players that have been through the distance and the course and okay we blew a lead but that was back then and this is now so I think we just need to focus on the games ahead Stephen focus on giving our support to the players and the team and the manager and then come the summer exert pressure to make sure that the transfer business is done right but I think genuinely that conversation basically needs shelled for for 13 or 14 weeks, however long it is until the transfer window opens again. We just we just have to shelf that convo because we've got players here and now who, who need the support. Melly said about Palmer being inconsistent, but again, if you're going to criticise a guy when he's poor, we, we have to recognise the fact that he was quite good against St Mirren. Oh, he was. I think he's he's been pretty important in the last few games. goals and assists in 20-odd games. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, goal involvements, uh, goal uh, involvements as the kids yeah. call them these days. But uh, I, don't, I normally don't like it when they conflate those numbers no. because it makes it sound an awful lot more impressive than it is. Mm. <laughs> For example, if you've got four goals in a season <laughs> and 14 assists, <laughs> oh, he's got 18 goal involvements. Right, I, I usually don't like that, but when a guy's been here as, as little time as, as Palma has, it is pretty impressive what he's done in a short space of time, but he is frustrating. So I mm-hmm. do get that 
some people have maybe just sort of made their minds up about him mm. and have decided that uh, he's another one we've sort of moved on from. We need to sign another one in the summer. But I think he's been very, very effective and he's set up... He's just an new... off-brand Jota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you've maybe hit upon something there, though. Is is he another one who's just suffering from the fact that he came in at the, at the tail end mm. of a very, very special footballer for Celtic's career and he's basically been compared to him ever since it's not really his fault that he's not Jota yeah. we've spent no I, I'm i sure I heard someone say recently that we've never really replaced Kieran Tierney I'm yes, like we can't, we can't keep doing that to this team <laughs> he's been gone longer than he played for Celtic and we're saying we've not replaced Kieran Tierney there's Greg Taylor sitting on about 175 appearances for Celtic and winning a treble and so all you think that he's always, so you think whoever plays in that position is now going to be held to the same standard as Jota for no, the No, the point I'm making is we never really fully replaced Bobby Murdoch and it's an <laughs> absolute disgrace <laughs> after but we, we, we Look, we can't complain because we had the podcast out earlier asking if Kyogo was the best since last Yeah, yeah. So we're still doing it. Well, but it's really, I think it's unfortunate when you come, well, to use the Larson thing, who came, who came to replace him? It was Henri Kamara. Mm. Unenviable position, yeah. isn't it? And, he, and boy, did they not live up to it. So I think it's very difficult. Not that any of these guys are Henrik Larson, but Kieran Tierney was a, a, a special talent in that position. Very difficult to replace. And it becomes part of the Palmer discussion to sort of, unfortunately, almost unavoidably compare him to the guy he came in to replace. So he's been going about his job fairly inconsistently, but when he does turn up, it's it's pretty important contributions he's making. Yeah, and I think that's my gripe with Palmer is that I see him do this stuff and I'm going, right, that's all good. Just simplify your game. Do more. <laughs> Just do, do what you're doing, but... See, when you see a guy's legs open and you think, I can peg him for a wee highlight reel, you don't have to do <laughs> it. I'm still going on about it. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I know you'll clip that. But uh, with Palma as well, I think it's just simplify your game, keep doing the normal things <laughs> and keep doing... <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> now that these CD men have stopped laughing, yeah, okay. I'll continue. It's uh, stupid, that filth in our uh, minds. That's me putting it in your head. I think with Palma, it's simplifying his game. Like when he's playing at the weekend, you see the good stuff he done. Like being able to pick Kyogo out for the first goal, that's a, a good cutback for the guy with his left foot. Second, second one as well, good cross to into a dangerous area. He just has to do that stuff, simplify it, and try not to think, what can I do? He look good here instead of just doing the right thing for the team. But when he's on it like that, he's a good player, but we just need to see more of it consistently. Stephen, I think Ida uh, arrived and people weren't too convinced by Adamida's arrival. We've since had them scouted, patreon.com slash 20 minute tims if you want to check out that scouting podcast. And Alex Barker of the Athletic, of the Athletic rather, was quite positive about Adamida saying that yeah. he, he looks quite good. I personally think that Adamida looked decent from the short clips. I saw he looks to me more in the mould of a Brendan Rodgers player than anyone else have signed really. He's raved about him really, isn't uh, he? He's gone out of his way to, to talk about how, how good he's been uh, in training. He does look to me like a sort of tall, powerful, he offers something different. He's in that Premier League mould of physicality and 
he's still a very young player. Well, he's still a young player at 28th now, now just turned 23 actually. His yeah. birthday was last week. So I was quite, I was personally quite encouraged by that signing. And I think in his contribution in the last two games, he's, he's looked good. Yeah, quietly effective in the St Mirren game, I thought, but obviously made the headlines against Hibs for getting mm. the two penalties. And again, it's it's amazing how, how much he can get into our hearts just by being able to take a penalty without, Boy, we need somebody. With, without making us furious about your execution <laughs> of it. So yeah, all very encouraged, I think. He's another one who, who I think has very unfairly suffered as a result of other problems really there was a it was a long and drawn out affair in the transfer window that led us to weeks of speculation on quality being brought in left back this left back that and Brendan Rodgers went on he confirmed that multiple left backs were looked at and they couldn't get a deal over the line that old chestnut mm. and then sneaks in Adam Ida at the last minute and he's announced basically on deadline day even though we all knew it was it was already <laughs> yes. done so they, they did that Celtic thing of delaying and delaying and delaying uh, don't go to bed yet Celtic <laughs> <laughs> we've got Adam oh, no I remember that one we've got Adam Eda who was signed 18 hours ago <laughs> but I think all of that has led to uh, an outpouring of frustration not necessarily at Adamida, but surrounding the signing of Adamida. Melly, you and I recorded a podcast when it was when it looked as if he was about to be confirmed. Not having a go at Adamida himself, but having a go at the process involved yeah. that led us to that point. So I think he has come in into the club under a bit of a cloud through no fault of his own. It's not about him as a player. All he can do is go about his business and score goals and look the part as a Celtic player. I think he did that against Hibs. Unlucky with that goal. It, it turned out it was offside anyway, but that one he smashed off the underside of the bar. It would have been a, a cracking goal had it had he not just gone a wee bit early and crucially scored it, <laughs> not smashed it off the bar. But but you know what I mean. He's getting into the right positions. He had one against St Mirren where he they kind of slid in and, and uh, Ralston cross. I uh, kind of screwed it a wee Great bit wide. But he's he's making his presence felt already. Again, not spectacular against St Mirren, but he's. He, he gave us a different option and you mentioned that earlier about making the changes in formation. That was a completely different Celtic team that we saw and it looked as if it was a, as a direct result of trying to get Ida into the team to complement Kyogo. Changed the whole team around just to, to fit that. So Brendan Rodgers seems really quite hot on him and I expect him to play quite a lot between now and the end of the season. Given his past record, I don't really expect him to score a huge amount of goals, but I expect him to contribute and link up pretty it's, well it's as funny. he has been. I've just got a good feeling about him. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I just have a good feeling about him. Just when I mostly the physicality, he looks just like a um, a different breed of footballer compared to what we've got in the team and compared to what you're seeing about the the league really. And I, I just based on almost nothing at all, I just get the feeling he's he might be one of these strikers who comes to Celtic who didn't particularly have a good scoring record, but then. You know, in the last could score like seven goals in thirteen games or something for us, and and leave with a pretty pretty good record. I really think he's going to contribute. I'm quite excited about that signing, and more so the fact that I think it's got Brendan Rodgers' fingerprints all over it. Well, where do we where do we go for here though? From here, we've got Kelly coming up. We've got Motherwell away after that. It's just a case of taking these games as they come, figuring out figuring out a way to win them sounds really rudimental, rudimentary rather rudimental. That's it. As that drum and bass act from about <laughs> 10 years ago <laughs> it sounds really rudimentary but what I mean is it's every focus now has to be on the very very next game and, and finding out I'm not saying this is Celtic don't do this but treat every single game like it is a one-off special cup final focus on Kilmarnock's because it is we just 
we simply can't afford to drop any more points. No, and that's what we need to do. I waffled there. <laughs> I think it's going back it's, to... I think it's because you were trying not to say cup finals. I was. You were trying to work your way around cup finals and eventually said it anyway. I bailed. Every game's a cup final. <laughs> I think the we need to go back to the nine in a row season where we, we had a bit of a shaky start to the season. Then we took it one game at a time and that's simply what we've got to do now. We need to try and beat Kilmarnock and what is it Celtic Park. Kilmarnock are third second, fourth in the league aren't they? Hearts are third uh, they're playing well for Kilmarnock this season mm. and I don't mean that patronisingly, their style of play is uh, very Well they've effective. given Celtic major problems this yeah. season for a start It's very effective for them, uh, it works for them and it works against Celtic so what we need to do is just get, get that game out of the way and then get the Motherwell game out of the way and try and get the three points and as we're winning these games, hopefully it's ticking off days closer to Cameron Carter-Fickers is back, mm. Greg Taylor should be back for the Kilmarnock game uh, Hatati hopefully back soon we just need to win these games hopefully get these players back in to supplement the players we have and just take it each one as it comes we don't we're not going to have loads of midweek games now I think there's one coming up against Dundee soon but we'll not have the European games interrupting it so Celtic have got time to go out and focus on this and work on things in the training ground like getting Ida in alongside Kyogo and try to build these relationships now because it's been so stop start this season every area of the pitch bar the goalkeeper so I think if we can just start to get a settled team now and start to just win these can games be another cliche? we are at the we get a rest in midweek stage of the season yes, when it comes yep. to the Champions League needless to say we had the last laugh going out of the Champions <laughs> well, League it's not even that it's it's not so much the rest it's the, the, the time on the pitch the manager gets to the players yeah, and, yeah. and trying new things and you want, I can offer you another cliche here I think we're about three or four weeks away from touch with Hatati coming back who is Legitimately, like a new signing, he's hardly oh. played. Ah, it's not happened for him this season right. at all, has it? Even when he, he started, has got, he started poor. I'm keen to, because people, not generally, but I have seen the general sort of impression of Atati is he's not turned up this season. Yes, he had a bad start, but he came into a couple of games before he did. He get injured first, and then go away. Or did he go away and get injured? I can't remember. But he, he, he sort of he's had a poor start and then sort of grew into the role and then disappeared at the Celtic team. I think when when Hatate was in the team, there was that couple of games at the start of the season where it looked as if he wasn't going to sign a new contract so mm. Brendan Rodgers didn't pick him played Turnbull for far too long this season and kept Bernardo out of the team as well in favour of Turnbull but it's gone now yes. <laughs> so we can, we can move on from that but Hatati once he was in the team for albeit admittedly a very short run mm. because it, as I say it just hasn't really happened for him this season he's had multiple injuries and slight loss of form in there Remember he came in, he scored a penalty, then he missed a penalty, yep. he contributed to that great record we've got this season. But when he was in for that maybe five, six, seven game run in a row, when when we had Hatati in there, it's arguably some of the best stuff Aye. we've played all it's, season. It's not just Hatati. No just Hatati, is it? It's Kamakata Vickers at the back, because when you can yeah. see Celtic's form dips off, obviously, when he's not there. Cal McGregor, Hatati, Matt O'Reilly and Kyogo. Celtic need those guys playing mm -hmm. and they need that for the rest of the season because everything around it isn't very good the drop off from those guys to the other guys is quite stark and that's where we've struggled this season hopefully Kuhn can come in and do something as well he looked a wee bit better at the, at the weekend Hibs game his first start he disappointed a bit so we've yeah. got guys coming in now and making a difference Palmer dropped out comes back in plays well Maeda's back now uh, wasn't he great against Hibs but scores at the weekend so at least now we've got options and we're not we're not forcing players, not forcing them to play, but forcing ourselves to bring on Mikey Johnson, James Forrest, mm. Rocco Vatt and all that. 
guys that maybe aren't up to the level they now, but we've got Yang back, we've got O back, the bench, even our Wata back, different options in midfield rather than looking about going, hopefully we don't get any injuries because we've nobody to bring on. It's all, it's all positivity from here on, Stephen. We need to, but the, the, the club and the team and the manager have got a part to play in it as well. I mean, yeah. we can sit here on the Mondays we record this talking about, okay, positive, all eyes forward, 13 games. But if we go out and get battered or lose points to come <laughs> yeah, on yeah. at the weekend then all bets are off we'll be oh, back definitely. here next week angry it's a two way street that I think I don't think anyone goes to the game deliberately trying to be, mm. don't leave the house thinking I'm going to be dead negative in the stadium today well some do some do, right <laughs> some do uh, they, some, get all, they just get all out their chest <laughs> definitely. some of them sit next to me I think in many years of doing this podcast that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said uh, suggesting that people don't go to the football just it's to a be person negative who occasionally Oh no, I can't say that actually because people <laughs> people around me know I do a podcast and they might think I'm talking about them. Uh, so I, I'm sure there's a certain element of that, but broadly speaking, across sixty thousand people, there's no there's no agreement that we're all going to just go there. Oh, we're, we're going to boo, right? Just mm. just you wait, wait till that final whistle. We're all going to boo. It just sort of happens, and I think that yes, Celtic are on a very good run just now, but I think the frustration has been borne out as. Melly, you said earlier on, it's the level of performance. Ross County was rubbish. Yep. So so was Aberdeen. So to an extent was Hibs. So while we might be saying that it's all about just winning these games, we just need to go on a win and run now because it's not really happened to any great level this season, despite the fact we're in a good win and run just now, either side of the Aberdeen game. I think that the performances have to, there has to be a bit of give and take. It's not that the, the fans are being stubborn, so no, no, I'm not cheering until you score a goal. Mm. It's just... It's just we need to see something to get behind and I think it will make for a, a much better atmosphere in the stadium because I think that I think the fans do want want to believe in this team, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of people kind of made their mind up about Brendan Rogers coming in. Mm. I think that's all gone now to an ex like I don't I don't think there's any like great mistrust in it. I think the time for that is probably to put that aside it, and just focus on getting it. He needs to show us a bit more of what he was shown as um of his of his personality. Right, of yeah. what we saw I think Brendan Easter shows a bit more of what we saw you know that passion and that yeah. fire in the belly and I think there's maybe without reading too deeply into it we just need to know that Brendan's got confidence in the in the team to get the job done and, and we'll feed off that as fans because when I saw him cheering on the pitch it was really really uncharacteristic and I thought good yeah, yeah. good. we saw loads of that uh, look and another thing I need to stop doing is comparing it to my Ange but it's it's only natural because he's the most recent manager who yeah. just won a treble. The guy's just out the door, more or less. So, and you know, everyone that that, that everyone that followed Brendan Rodgers got the same treatment. You know, they yeah. come. Everyone was compared to Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, Even yeah. Ange in the early days was and now himself. And now himself. Been, yeah. So Neil Lennon was only half joking when he said to Brendan, "This is your fault. You <laughs> yeah, set the yeah. standard that he did." So, but a wee bit more a passion, a bit more honesty for the manager because it's. I think the fans need to see that, and it gives us something to believe in. Melly, final word for this week. Just keep winning, lads. That's all we need to do, isn't mm. it? And this one game at a time thing. Come on, it's going to be tough. They they are good. They've got good players like Armstrong in there and they have caused us problems this season. But hopefully Greg Taylor back. Look, Burnaby's done all right the last two games, but he's no the answer. So when we get these players back, they need to come in and hopefully we can just get along. Next week, another win ticked off and then we're look, looking better. What I think will make a big difference to these games is if Celtics start really quickly. And that has been getting a wee bit better recently, mm. but start full of intent and run really quickly because that that excites the fans that really excites the fans in the stadium and yeah the, again the, it doesn't the, they don't exist in a vacuum these games the, the reason people get tense about the Ross County game was because they scored after about a minute and the rest of it was, was kind of rubbish and that comes on top of us again having 
giving away a lead yeah. in the title race. So people are nervous about it. So the best thing Celtic could do is just go out and blow one of these teams away, even though fundamentally it is just about winning these games. But a good performance would go some way to to sorting that out. And it kind of began with St Mirren. I was I was a lot more a lot more encouraged with the St Mirren game. I think we can build upon that mm. finally. Thirteen league games re- left. How many cup games potentially? Well, we've got Livingston next, don't we? Yeah. yeah poor Martindale. And then we'll have a semi and then the final potential. So uh, if you want to get involved and listen to reaction to all of those, patreon.com slash 20 minute times, you can get a month of content reaction to every single match for less than the price of one single match day programme. Patreon.com slash 20 minute times. But thank you so much for watching the flagship and we'll be back next week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.